the future of photography. Hey Jeremiah, how you doing? I'm doing well this evening, and good morning to you. A very <laughs> early, bright Monday morning. Very I don't know nice if it's bright yet. I don't know if it's bright yet because it's still dark. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I don't mind. I, my my brain is just about awake, so I think we'll probably be okay. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. So, welcome. Well, to we, the future of photography yes just the two of us today um uh Ema yes, is yeah. Ema is busy uh and chris is well chris is going sadly chris is going to be increasingly busy over the next three months or so because he's got a lot of traveling to do so uh that means the the me uh you and Ema are are the core team while chris is away he is going to join us when he can he has said that we've got to include him on all the prep <laughs> and uh that we've got to make sure that you know uh, we let him know when the recording sessions are so he will join from places like uh russia or bhutan or ethiopia or something like that so whenever he can anyway i've got a feeling some of those places might be tricky though for bandwidth so we'll see how we go (laughs) (laughs) well it won't be tricky they just won't be there (laughs) well maybe maybe yeah so well here we go anyway so this is this is the future of photography i think this is show one number 115 my name is adrian with me is jeremiah and our topic today our topic today is a new streaming service and the impact that that has on photography now i first became aware of this uh through the press coverage of the consumer electronics show uh at january every year i think um uh, and this is a, a streaming service called Quibi or Quibi or Quibi, yeah, something, something like that. It's it comes from Quick Bites. Ah, yes, it does. Yeah. Now, I think you've heard about this a little bit before me, so I'm interested to hear about your take on this. But for me, what I've heard so far is that there are two big industry, big industry proven CEOs, um, one in the tech side and one on the creative side. So their names are Meg Whitman and uh, Katzenberg. What's his first name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I was going to say Jerry. That's why I was, that's why (laughs) Jeffrey Katzenberg. And these are Uh, people with. uh, Serious connections um, in terms of relationships in the uh, banking fields, the business fields, and most important for Quibi survival is the uh, creative field. And that was uh, Jeffrey's um, kind of uh, MO when he ran Disney, when I met him. Um, Very efficient, extremely hard worker, very focused, and uh, someone who knows how to manage uh, large amounts of money vis-a-vis entertainment. I'll tell you what I know about Quibi. Go for it. And this is just theory because, A, I personally have never made a deal with them, so I don't know that. Um, I can only tell you what I've heard um, around from friends of mine who have is the nature of their um, entertainment package is they're going to deliver a mobile entertainment package experience so that everything is really more or less designed to be experienced on your phone or your tablet, but on the go. Also, it is designed to take small bites, quick bites, quick quick (laughs) bites. And and, uh, so you're on a bus, you're waiting in line, you're at the bank, blah, blah, blah. 
you you can take a hit. Um, they have <laughs> that makes the- it sound like some sort of narcotic. <laughs> and basically, it is dopamine sent. You know, dopamine centered entertainment. So, what does that mean? They're casting a very very wide net, and that goes for everything from news to game shows to documentaries to scripted programming, drama, comedy, you name it. They embrace it. And ah, that's they, really interesting. I'll come back to what I thought about it in a minute, but I didn't know they were going to be doing things like news. Oh yeah, they're 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 doing it all, and they're making deal with uh, established brands. Uh, certainly, um, very very well known creative forces, be it producers, uh, writers, um, actors, etc. Um, the nature of their deal is pretty interesting. Um, and this is, uh, I'm, you know, again, I've never seen a contract. I've, I've not experienced it. But what I understand is they will buy, for example, you have a 90-minute screenplay. They will take that screenplay and with the writer uh, create or you will create if you have the deal uh, that hundred minutes broken up into 10 minute sequences or segments, acts, whatnot, with obvious cliffhangers to addict you to the (laughs) necessarily (laughs) so right and and um, and you'll you'll be paid. and you'll produce it. But after it has been streamed um, or after a few years, this is where I, I'm not sure of the exact deal, but it will soon surface. Uh, the creators will get back the ownership of the IP so they can uh, reassemble it into a 90-minute movie Ooh, very interesting. or half-hour television show and resell it. Um, and so that's a very, very good motivator for creative people to eventually not only make a little money doing it, um, but also uh, do it in in a way that may be um, a little different when it's assembled or added to or whatnot. Yes. So yeah. I, th- I think um, I think it has a shot. It really will depend on price because I think the early adopters are going to be you know, the 18 to 30 set. That's my guess. Ah, okay. Sure well, let's, t- let's talk about that then. Cause of course I don't know the, in- the industry view of this, um, which is really interesting to hear. I only know the, the consumer level pitch. So, and, and, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting cause they, they have felt the need in their you know, promotional videos to have a bunch of very high paid actors say, well, what is Quibi? I don't know. <laughs> and that, that's the, the essence mm-hmm. of the, uh, the theme of their, uh, promotional video for the service but what i know from a consumer point of view is this is going to be a video streaming service um and you as you said it's going to be targeted only at mobile devices um and it's going to be sliced um i've heard anywhere between four and ten minute slices um so that you can yeah you can get it on the bus or on the train or wherever you happen to be and uh, the in, the interesting thing from a photographic point of view that I've seen of this is that it will be designed to work in both a portrait and a landscape format so that you can hold Ooh. your phone however you see fit. But that not just that, but that you will get 
video content that is designed, recorded and edited specifically for the format you choose. And you can actually flip your phone around from landscape to portrait mode and it will change the camera angles that you're viewing. Um, All as a seamless thing, it'll all be it's all designed to be done as as one piece of creative work so you'll be getting but you'll be getting different angles different camera angles different points of view depending on whether you're holding your phone in a portrait mode or a landscape mode um uh, and and it's held to the the seamlessness of all of that is held together by the audio track so you get one audio track and two video tracks for every every slice of of content um and i thought I'd, i've not seen that um they've been I, they have some not see, certainly not seen it before as one single piece uh, and they've got some really interesting showcase uh, show, show reels I suppose that, that I, you, you could say that they're presenting so there's one which is supposed to be uh, a thriller of some kind where uh, a, a character is in a house and the doorbell goes and, and it's a, a scary person trying to invade the house um, and if you look at it landscape you get a view of the inside of the house and the character talking on a on uh looking at her phone um because uh the there's a a camera uh, you know, uh, on the on the front door and then if you hold your phone in portrait mode you get the view from the camera at the front door um and and you're looking at a sort of fisheye view of the of the scary person trying to invade so you're getting different video content um and that i find really interesting on a number of levels one of them is my brain right which is how do i know that what i've watched is the same program you've watched <laughs> am i going to have to go and watch it through twice so that i can get the whole portrait experience and the whole landscape experience and well, I- <laughs> that that's very interesting because i this is the first i've i've heard of that kind of shift and and uh you know uh, as a kind of someone who is kind of rather um, religious about my compositional, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, focus. Uh, I, I remember when television was moving from it started at one one three three and it was evolving to a sixteen by nine. The the bottom line is when you were when you were doing a movie when you were shooting for TV, the edict always came down. Quote protect. Four one three three. Well, and uh, even in all the, your uh, editing programs and stuff, you always had guidelines for that, didn't you? So that you could make sure everything was was still within the uh, yeah on the screen, still all the content was in the right place. This was a nightmare, a complete nightmare, because I do believe, um, and um, I, I, I will believe this till my dying day in terms of composition that there's one way to compose. You can't compose, say, a, you know, two-thirds image to work at the same time to a 133 image. You can center punch everything, but that's it. I mean, you know, when you shoot anamorphically, 235, very wide, um, and you look at some compositions that uh, Sergi Leone did, or there are many, where there will be two people facing each other on the edges of frame. Well, if you you yes. see some of those uh, those great spaghetti widescreen westerns that had been st- what they call scanned for television, <laughs> you just see somebody's nose at the edges of frame, maybe yes, or, um, or squished. So, yeah, so so there's no happy way to do that. On the other hand, when I think of the possibilities technically at being able 
to shoot an image horizontally. And yet when I flip the screen vertically, it gives me entirely new information, but somehow related to the wider image that I've done. That's an experience that is instills, shall we say, pretty provocative. I think that's really exciting because it allows another, it's not a gif, um, you know, it, it, it's something else. It really is another dimension. Um, so I, I'm curious about how they are going to achieve that kind of, I call it a bilateral composition. It is really interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, you're essentially filming two videos, yeah. So two two vid two video tracks because you've got you, you know it is very specific and so some of the I mean I'd encourage our listeners to go and and have a look at this and and, and report back and see see what I think contact us on on Twitter or other socials you know TFOP now because it's 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 I I think it could be a little bit polarizing now i think if you it's interesting that it's streaming because of course a lot of the use cases for snippets of stuff possibly you don't always have the best bandwidth so i'm hoping there'll be a a, a download option as well you know a, you know if, if especially if you're going to ask people to view stuff on the underground <laughs> there's not a lot of signal down there so <laughs> so it needs it would need to be downloadable for some of the use cases but you're talking about i think um uh, it'd be really interesting to hear what people think about it because I, I, there's going to be a, a, a bunch of people I think, and I may be one of them, right? That that's going they're going to get a little bit of FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, and uh, because you know I, I'm also a bit of a, not, I, I like to, I not not a purist as such, but I like to be able to experience things the way the creators intended. Uh, so so if the you know the if the creators intended for me to see a large print hanging on a wall or or a a, a video in a cin- in a cinema theater or whatever it might be right yeah you know, i it's i like to experience things in that way and i'm not you know although i'm not always a fan of director's cuts but but yeah because because sometimes actually the director's cuts are for me a little bit self-indulgent not all the time but they can be and and uh but this, uh, what am I supposed to watch? Is it going to be confusing? Is it? Do I? Are they? Are they is somebody going to? Uh, am I always going to be wanting to flipping my screen to see whether I've got the best angle? Or, or do you watch it straight through vertically and straight through horizontally for totally different experiences in yeah. terms of the storytelling? I mean, that, that's probably what I would do, and then I would juggle. Um, if each approach uh, yields a slightly different story, uh, I could, uh, again, depending on the writing and, and how it was executed, I'd find that to be rather interesting. I mean, it, it's almost like those experiences where the audience gets to choose the ending or choose the fork in the road, not unlike gaming. So I think there is the influence um, of interactivity, such as it is uh, in storytelling, that may be interesting. Um we don't know since Quibi uh, is uh, not up yet, and I'm sure they're going to go through a process uh, wherein they'll find out what works and what doesn't because I'm quite sure people are pitching them every manner um, of, uh, of approach in terms of you know scripted or non-scripted um, 
you know, whether it's kind of long form documentaries that are broken up, whether it's standalone content that exists as kind of short form film video uh, experiential things that are, you know, done in four or five minutes. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that's a I, I certainly think there's an enormous market for it. The question is how much streaming bandwidth is a uh, a family prepared to pay for well and we don't know that, that. i think that's that their opening price is five dollars a month so they're cheaper than netflix uh, and they're cheaper than disney and they're cheaper than apple because i think those are all a, a, a little bit higher um but but it is as of as of late last year with the launch of disney plus and the apple whatever they call the the new apple service um that it's getting to be a saturated market isn't it well well it is and it's not that it's you know one could say yeah it's cheaper than than hbo it's cheaper than you know cbs content it's cheaper than peacock uh, which is nbc streaming all of these are coming online uh it's certainly you know cheaper than hulu and all all the rest of it the problem is that the fear of missing out is kind of putting pressure on people to take multiple streaming services into their home and then the question is well uh then do they completely cut the cord? If so, are they comfortable paying, say, four, let's average it out to $7 a month, you know, $30 a month for, you know, your overall television uh, experience? Or is it, uh, you know, $50 a month? I mean, the cost of satellite TV is significant here, cable. Uh, when you start to add sports packages, it becomes oh, yeah. really expensive. I mean, there could be people uh, in the UK, you know, paying seventy, eighty pounds a month um, for for TV, so for satellite TV, depending on the content they want. So I, that, pay, I pay more. I pay more than that here. Uh, okay, yeah. So, there's, yeah. so it it is interesting. I tell you what, I would like to do though. I would like to ask the question: What does this mean for the future of photography? <laughs> So because I've been thinking about this a little bit and and I'm thinking, do you know what, actually, um, within the uh, within the art and the craft uh, of movies or TV or or video, um, you know, there are and there have been for a very long time, a whole range of different shots that are used by directors and by editors to tell a story. You know, there is the establishing shot, there is the mid shot, there is the close up shot. And I'm wondering whether all that we've done here is just play those in parallel which which for me sounds it might it might be a bit confusing but i'm i'm thinking to myself well yeah there's more that there's 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 more imagery that you have to produce because you need to have a you have to have 90 minutes of close ups as well as 90 minutes of establishing shots as well as you know uh, or or whatever it might be but is it fundamentally different i'm not sure what do you think i don't i don't think it's really that different um it, any more than if you watch a movie from the 30s where you know they talkies anyway they were they were they were using enormous cameras stuck in these huge boxes which could you know they they couldn't move very fast and so in the storytelling and they were phenomenal writers and great actors what they did is a lot of stuff was produced in a proscenium kind of fashion where 
you know, there wasn't a lot of cutting except to the ingenue or the lead actor and kind of relit very, very romantically or uh, graphically. Yes. yes. Um, and, and off they went. As technology uh, kind of evolved in terms of film and you had the, the advent in the 70s, say, of the zoom lens. Well, yeah, you watch all these movies and the zoom is taking you everywhere, you know, and it's not those straight, beautiful zooms. It's like, let's find the window. So it sort of snakes and S's into a shot. I mean, you see that all the time where, you know, everyone got real, oh, we got to have a zoom on our movie. It's just, it's cool. It's great. And then, you know, as that evolved to faster lenses and um, uh, certainly faster stock uh, in terms of film, uh, you were able to to move quicker, uh, get more work done that day in different environments, and editing became um, more influenced by MTV, and and that pace started to influence the kind of coverage or how many shots you would you would take, um, so that the whole um, uh, it. The, the whole experience of, of, of cinema, whether it was in commercials or on screen or television, started to become a faster pace with more coverage. And then you started to have a reaction to that as, you know, as you had more, uh, call it um, steady cam shots. Uh, the advent of the steady cam started to slow things down. I think the first time it was used in the movie called Halloween with Jamie Lee Is Curtis. That right? Is that um, right? Yeah, I think so, Garrett. Um, I think that was the first movie. You know, please correct me if I'm wrong. That's a good bit, of, that's a good bit of movie trivia, that is. <laughs> uh, and listeners, if if I'm wrong, please correct me. But but <laughs> yeah. that was certainly my my first experience with it, and that's what I've heard. But that started to slow down. You wanted your shots to play for a minute, you know, moving through the house, up the stairs, out the window, down. Um, and that's you know, by the time the the kind of late '90s went, it, like. Everything was up for grabs. And now you see this magnificent um, uh, film, 1917. Um, oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that. But I know that I know that one of the concepts behind it is that it's supposed to look like it's all one shot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, um, you, you guys won the war. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm all right with that kind of spoiler. <laughs> it's just... but, but it is a technical tour de force, um, just in terms of how it plays, in terms of length and whatnot. So, a lot of the, you know, I would say the technology of the, whether whether it is for broadcast or creation, uh, also the cultural mood and what came before and what hasn't, what's old is new and what's new is old, so that. I think that that the experience of different approaches in terms of certainly uh, call it film movie making um, will reflect a, a much more complex set of circumstances. And then when you reduce it to mobile uh, and and have the approach of like just how you hold your phone gives you different information and you extrapolate that to, um, to your, um, let's say pure photography, artistic photography images for the sake of it. I could see embedding certain, uh, connections almost like, um, Velcro where I, I take an image and then I take another image and by connecting this this kind of dynamic link 
and I'm talking about any photograph, that I can go, this looks like this wide. But if you turn your, you know, your phone this way, you may see an image, let's say, ghosted inside an element, you know what I mean, of a Ooh, mirror. Okay, wow. Okay, so yeah. let's just, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, hyper. Riffing. You know, <laughs> riffing, yeah. Or that's, vomiting. That, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's, that so, sounds really interesting, actually. Cause... Consider this. Consider this. Okay. It's a shot of a room. There's a mirror there. I flip my phone up. I'm now looking at the mirror, but in a different composition. And there seems to be a person lurking in oh. that reflection that was not there. And that's that's an experience. So you've gone straight for is. the thriller or horror genre. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the first thing that I think of negativity <laughs> yeah that's um, that's interesting i was thinking more i was thinking you know could could be um i was thinking it'd be good to have one of these just to you know uh yourself so what i wonder if any if if there's ever going to be a consumer grade grade could be app and associated social media platform where people can take i don't know uh you you maybe you could bluetooth two phones together uh, in a in a master slave and you could take two different uh you could take two different images uh with the associated audio track just off one of them and, and you could do that and and i don't know let's let's say it was a a sporting occasion uh or uh, slightly tricky on a phone because you don't have very long lenses but actually phones phones are better at long stuff these days aren't they you know, uh, you could do that. I guess the sporting occasion I'm thinking of is probably a school sports day rather than an NFL game or anything like that. But it's or, or whether there's a, a party, a family party, and you can talk to people and you could have one. You, know, you could have a, one phone vertical doing, you know, Vox Pops with people at the party and the other one uh, on you know, at the same time doing the, the atmospheric stuff. I don't know. It's, it'd be interesting. It'd be an interesting challenge, I think, to to compose with two cameras in mind. And, I think but, you but have, to make it bring to, together. I think you have a a, a platform for it. Uh, it it was called Vine, and, and now uh, they went away. But they're about to be reborn as something new. I think it's like four to seven seconds videos. There, there so was there was the it was the creator of Vine is coming back with a, an even shorter form, isn't he? <laughs> exactly. So I'm saying that's. Feels like Instagram to me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the con convergence of social media there. So yeah, so look, plenty, but, plenty to think about. I think. I mean, does it really affect um, how we are going to think about taking pictures in the future? I don't think so, because I think the root of storytelling, our experience of storytelling, if we're talking about cinema, is always going to be rooted in the human condition, whatever that means to any individual. So it's the story that, that really takes you mm, with, with, with photography, at least I'm not going to talk about everyone's photography, but certainly a lot of what I try to do is in experiencing the photographs, you're, you're kind of creating a, a story, uh, in your own mind, something that is not a three act story, but memory. Yeah. So yeah. It, and, and, and so whether it's false memory or true memory, all memory is kind of adapted through history and 
forgetfulness and you know what we want to think and um, how old we are and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So you know, I I try to do something with the, the photograph, but I, I I don't think if I was using a eight by ten camera, my iPhone, one of my thirty fives or anything like that, even my Leicas, I, I don't I I don't really think any different than than I than I did in any media. It's really what do I want to achieve visually. I, I do think that as we kind of move into what we expect our visual experiences are going to be, if I could think of something that will really take hold in the future, I really believe that the vertical format is going to become somewhat of a standard and um, whether or not I'm happy with that is <laughs> something <laughs> well, else. It's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah. another, another day is how, you know, how we experience format. And I think formats are probably a good subject for us. Come to think of it, write that down. Write anyway. that down. I'll write it down. Right. Write, write, <laughs> write it a, down now, boss. No, Shaking the tree here, I boss. Yeah. Too late. Too late <laughs> for me to find a pencil. But, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I think if anything that, that, we have seen in terms of Instagram or videos on the phone or, you know, uh, just the way we hold a phone in our hand naturally, that that composition is going to be what really uh, will take hold and be the norm uh, in storytelling. Okay, and that's well, going. That's going to be interesting. That's a prediction. Uh, well, that, that, yes, that, good, good prediction. Okay, well, there we go. With with that prediction, um, we probably uh, time time to wrap up this conversation. I feel feel that we're. Uh, we're, we're, we're almost trying to keep to the spirit of Quibi and keeping this podcast reasonably short. I don't suppose we've, we've actually achieved that at all <laughs> as I look at the time code clicking away on my screen here. But there we go. Uh, it is, uh, it can be interesting to see what they come up with. And, uh, um, and I, I think, um, yeah, it'd be good to see. It's it's a challenging time to launch a new streaming service, but it looks like it's got some differentiation. It's certainly got some big hitters behind it. So, uh, listeners, check out the links in the show notes. Um, there's a couple of uh, articles uh, we've got links to, uh, which will give you an idea of exactly what it is that other people, you know, journalists perhaps, are thinking about it, as as well as the uh, the Quibi size itself, which has got all of the 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 latest marketing blurb. Um, yeah. Uh, be interesting to see what comes of it well uh that's probably it for this show um we if we're, we're going to have picks um i think that our mutual pick should be quibby <laughs> that's a good point and our, in our quick little show i forgot about the picks thank you <laughs> you're welcome but uh, yes uh quibby it is uh for both of us i look yeah look forward to see, giving it a try uh, well, uh, we have been uh, the future of photography. Uh, we are on the internet, of course, and you can get in touch. And we really would like you to get in touch and tell us what you think about uh, Quibi itself. Um, we have our Twitter feed, of course, which is uh, tfopnow, T-F-O-P-N-O-W, at tfopnow. And any social media that you like, uh, you can find us with the hashtag uh, tfopnow. Um, I tell you, 
would check out she'll probably kick me for this but um emu is doing a, a 366 project this year uh so and that's all hashtagged with tfop now on twitter um and uh, or if you're a Flickr user she, i know that she's using uh Flickr to 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 record her images so uh i check that out because uh, she's doing some good stuff there um, and uh, yes uh, and and by all means post your own photographs with the tfop now hashtag anyway uh as always it has been an honor and a privilege to talk with you all uh, we'll be back next week goodbye bye bye You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 